Heyo. Oh, blessing are people who are just beautiful mirrors when necessary. And I, wow, I haven't, uh, I haven't been able to really bring people into the fold. I think I don't know how it all plays out. I don't know who all these people are going to be. I don't know where we all end up. I just know that for today, I am very grateful to have the amount of people in my life willing to mirror and challenge and make such a big difference in who I am and how I take time to think about how far that I've come. So that's the discussion today. Just like knowing that four years seems like a, a very long time and we're nearing almost five. Um, and it is. But it also is relatively short in how much of a change you can make as a human being if you continue showing up in that practice every day. And I started as this like spiteful, dream-hating, disgusting human who would basically pounce and pummel any dream that came my way to being like this great connector of possibility. It's just a completely different vantage point. We're talking about that today. So let's go. Welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast where we do dreams. And finding that alignment in season four has been very important because this is the truth of all the work that the death of a dream becomes. And rolling out the first book this season related to that sort of creates this journey and this pathway for people to recover and go after the things that they want in this life. It's moving people through this transition of something doesn't feel quite right. How do I feel my way back there. And I'm excited to be expanding that work in season four and to even be still showing up for what will be the death of a dream and all the beautiful things that we do to change the world together. We've gone through some crazy seasons. We've gone through some more quiet and reserved seasons, seasons of attack and we're finally experiencing the first season of alignment and building. We have found a foundation and I am very excited to be building right along with all of you. Hey, welcome to the death of a dream podcast where we do dreams. I'm your host, Hannah Ness, and 
let's go and ground ourselves in our greatness because we don't do it enough. And even if we just did it one time a day, that probably still isn't enough. I can tell you these demons are vicious and they are coming for us. <laughs> and that's like the most dramatic thing that I can say. <clears throat> and then I'll go ahead and just cough in your ear. Hey, how are you this morning? <laughs> Um, but really it's dramatic, but it's true. These are unrelenting forces of negativity sort of barreling through your mind. And it is a dangerous, deceitful voice and way of living. It is. And so the only way to combat that is to create this new culture, this new inner voice. And we're like, oh, your inner voice, only say good things to yourself. Yay, yay, yay. And yeah, do the post-it notes, do it all. But those voices of negativity are grounded in truth somewhere. And so following, pulling on those lines, understanding where that voice comes from and being able to combat and then follow up with the post-it notes, with the greatness grounding, with all those things, because we know why that voice speaks to us that way. And we remember as we have those voices come back in, all of the great things that we have done in spite of that. And we can pull out a long list of things saying, no, first grade voice. I, I, I am intelligent. And that voice isn't true. And here are all the ways that I've shown up in my intelligence in the last 30 days. And if you want to keep testing me, I've got a list for four years. Bring it, voice. And over time, we get better and quicker at silencing it. It never goes away, I am convinced. It's just about hurrying the process and understanding the root so that we can get through it faster. So we're not succumbing to weeks of immobility based on this one voice that was spoken to us in first grade, for goodness sakes. I was going to hold on to that forever. I don't even think that teacher actually said that I wasn't smart. I think they just pointed out that you had to be very intelligent to be a doctor. And then I went ahead and filled in the blank that like, whoa, must not be me then. So then I just carried that with me forever. You're not intelligent, Hannah Banana. You're silly. You're fun. You're good at things, but not actually valuable things and certainly not intelligible things. And fine, I'm not. Yesterday in a meeting, I certainly said stupidest, which I don't, is that a word? As I said it yesterday <laughs> in this business consulting session, I was like, hmm, stupidest isn't a word. I still said it. Uh, it's okay. Whatever. Anyways, we have to have that backup. We have to create this culture. We have to know how to talk to ourselves, how to talk ourselves off of these ledges that are, we're going to keep coming back to. That same ledge, that same question of intelligence is always sort of there. 
in that meeting yesterday, it was like, is stupidest a word? I don't know. I don't really care. I'll just say words. It's just a word. Maybe I want stupidest to be a word. <laughs> I don't know. And I don't care. And go. Whether it is or isn't, whether I said it and sounded intelligent or didn't, it does not change whether or not I am intelligent. It is not a mark. It is not a pass-fail. I am intelligent. Pass. And go. We are the greater sum of our experiences. And while I may have said stupider, and that may not be a word yesterday, over time I will prove my intelligence. The greater sum of my intelligence is who I am. <laughs> Even when I make an error once in a while. Or a lot more than once in a while. Like, listen, <laughs> we could use an editor on staff full time. <laughs> Okay, so let's go ahead and get started in our greatness grounding. This is obviously going to be a super shortened one because sometimes we just take time to explain greatness grounding and the importance of it and all the things to so just remember. Why do we do this every day, Hannah? It seems a little bit insane. Hmm. Because um, we just do it. We're just going to keep doing it. And I'll keep explaining it once in a while. Not every day. Anyways, my great thing was talking to a friend yesterday. Uh, <laughs> and she said something important because I had went to something and I said, well, I am done with that. And she's like, wow, doesn't that just feel empowering? And then I was like, hmm, does it? And she always says things that make me reflect a little bit deeper because she understands the entirety of this story. And so, and she's been closer to it than anyone else through the transformation. And so when she said that, I obviously was taken aback and I'm like, well, how do I feel? Hmm. It's a great question. Yeah. Feels good. She's like, but think about it. Think about how far you've come and what you've created and why you get to feel that way. Doesn't that feel amazing? I'm like, um, I guess when you put it like that, yeah, it does. I, I didn't think of it that way, but yeah, it is. And You know, obviously, we don't do a great job of that for ourselves always. Obviously, this is why we do greatness grounding, because it's hard to sort of reflect on that because you're very much just living it. And to you, it seems rather 
ordinary. No big deal. Because you know, right? You know how this works. Tomorrow, we're going to have to wake up and do it all again anyways. So why get bent out of shape or crazy about being excited about it? And I am like, I get excited for anything. I think pretty much every occasion deserves confetti. I wish that there was a easier cleanup method because I get it. It's messy, but like, it's wonderful. Who doesn't want confetti thrown on them? Who doesn't? Some people are going, I don't, I don't even celebrate my birthday. I don't even tell anyone that it's my birthday. And like, cool. You're so cool. Listen, that's not this girl. (laughs) That's not this life. If there's a birthday hat and confetti, I am all the way there. We will go bigger, go home. And I'm in. All the way turned up. And so I should be better at this than anyone. But I also have just realized so much of entrepreneurship is lonely and tiring and consumed by the fact that tomorrow is going to be a normal day, no matter what happened yesterday. Like, the glitter will fade, the confetti will be swept up, and we'll have to come back to work. And so I feel like that sort of a jaded view of what entrepreneurship is for me now. It's like, I'm just going to have to keep up, keep showing up, and keep doing until this works. Because maybe I'm stubborn. And so I don't always take time to really reflect on the meaning of what I've done, what I've accomplished. And I am grateful for mirrors of people who who will say things like that to me and make me realize that like, this is no small feat. And most people wouldn't have done that, right? Like I could have fit into a million systems that already existed. And I tried, believe me, because I knew (laughs) it would be so much easier to just buy the system and start doing that. And that's a great fit for some people. But I knew, you know, true to what my husband told me when I went into my first coaching position, like, if you don't do it the way you want it done, you're not going to like it. And yikes, that's true everywhere that I go. And it's not like no one's doing it right. I think everybody's doing it the right way for them. But I like to look at problems and create solutions based on what I see as the problem from my vantage point, which means I'm not creating solutions for, you know, people who don't look and have the same interests as me. But I also feel like there are a lot of people that do that are building businesses in this way. And so that's where I'm going to show up. And old solutions must not have fit 
And so I got to go to work and create that. And so that's what my friend was making me take time to recognize yesterday. Hey, isn't that empowering and amazing? Like you just got to walk away from a system that already existed because you made your own. And so, yes, forcing me to take time and pause and sit with that for a second was like, wow. Yeah, when you put it like that, that is kind of BA, isn't it? Okay, I'll, I'll take a second to feel amazed with myself. I'll still have to show up tomorrow, but okay, I see that. And then it forced me to take it here and have a conversation about it. And like what I saw as a solution didn't help me. And so it forced me to build something to do it. And the last time that I did that, um, as someone who set their heart and soul and dreams and goals on winning a state championship in a sport as a high schooler, um, and never getting there. And most people would just be like, well, dream didn't happen. Oh, well, no, it like pained me. And I wanted to figure out how to do that. And, and not a lot of people can go back and find ways to their dreams. Uh, but I was lucky enough to be able to do that for one thing. And I, I just kind of picked apart the way that I was coached all through high school, all through college, all through middle school, like in my whole career, all of the different places that I was touched. And I sort of picked all of the pieces of what I had learned and what I thought I knew about other programs. And I built what would have filled gaps that I felt like sold me short of the dreams that I had for myself in my athletic aspirations. Inspiration, aspiration, whatever. Um, <laughs> can I do words today? It would be important if I could. And so when I came back and I was like, okay, this would be my solution based on having come up short. This is what I would do. And we built a whole different way of doing things, sort of piecing together all of the different variations of things that I thought worked really well and threw out the things that I thought were just terrible. And in that mixing pot of coaching, I got the solution that I wanted. Like we did it. We won. And I think about how I sort of just copied that same exact method here are the pieces of things that I thought were valuable from all of the entrepreneurship courses and things that I did over the past four years learning and trying to know everything that I could about, about this. And here are the things that I think would be most valuable and lead to success and what's missing and why aren't people doing dreams period and what needs to exist so that they do. And that's this. 
And it is empowering and it is awesome. And I am grateful that people are such amazing mirrors for me. And they make me, even if it's just a second, reflect on that. That is a lot of growth. That is a lot of change. And that is saying, this wasn't right. And I want to do it better. And this is how I would do it. And not settling and showing up short of what I envisioned. And that's my great thing. So go ahead and take time for yourself. Recognize yourself for your greatness. I said that it was going to be short. It certainly wasn't. It was as long as it typically is. And yeah. Um, but on that reflection of where we've been, her conversation pushed me to think a little bit deeper on just how far I have have really come in this journey. <laughs> like... <clears throat> I was a miserable person. Miserable. Happy, but not really. Funny, but hatefully funny. Everyone was the butt of my jokes because it meant that I didn't get made fun of because I was not secure enough to be made fun of. Um, I just was quicker witted than most people. And I would capitalize on people's insecurities very quickly. And dreams were my favorite to go after. Mostly because I did not see any pathway for me to go after my own, period. And that, that was the starting point. I, I hated myself, my life, my inability to control my life. I hated anyone and everyone's dreams. I hated them. I thought it was like a personal attack anytime anyone talked about their dreams in front of me. Like, oh, and that would be the conversation typically. Not that we'd have it right then and there. I would usually just come up with something quick to, you know, the old qualm, if you've ever gone after a dream, you know what people say. Oh, good luck. Yeah, I really hope that that works. You're going to just, you're going to write. Oh, okay. Yeah. I heard finding a publisher is really hard. <laughs> good luck. I know you can do it. You're so brave. You're, that's so brave. Good for you. Good for you. Oh my gosh. Yes. Go girl. Good for you. All the things. Bless you. Uh, and I, I wasn't one of those people who would say one of those things. I was worse. I would make fun of you in a way that you knew wasn't um, 
that like I didn't support you, that, that this was crazy. And I would sort of back you down, like, okay, let's not be crazy. Yeah, that would be wonderful, except for we live here. Yeah, you should really go ahead and do that, except for did you actually know that um, craft businesses fail at a higher rate than any other business, mostly because people get burned out from doing custom creations? Uh, did you know that? And like, what else can I say? What other hateful thing? Like, if I really knew you, then I would go for personal jabs. Like, yeah, I bet you want to start your own business. Gosh, I really hope that your exquisite skill and attention to detail come out to help you because you lack both of those things. But you got this, boss babe. <laughs> and then worse. I'd make the jab, probably a double jab, make it funny, pull the attention off of you, pull it back to me. And then on the car ride home, I would go ahead and make a list of reasons as to why you were going to fail. And I knew all those lists because guess what? I was actually somewhat of a professional in launching and helping new businesses get off of the ground right? From a corporate standpoint, that was what I did specifically. <laughs> and so I knew the reasons you were going to fail better than most people. I actually would have like even scientific data as to why you would or wouldn't or what would or wouldn't work. And I was like graduate level prepared to rip your dreams to shreds. And that was four years ago. That was the person I was. And I'm sure that anyone that you ask would probably be kind of nice about it. And they'd be like, no, she's actually pretty sweet. Um, I don't remember her being that spiteful, hateful person. And that's because you weren't in the car with me after. Like, it was a bloodbath. If you gave me any piece of your dream, blood was shed. In the gossip worlds after in the car ride home, on the telephone call follow-up. And, you know, just in the past couple of days, <laughs> and my friend sort of offering up that reflection, I have begun to realize that I am becoming a, a beacon of hope for people's dreams. And I, I don't think that it's specific to me. I think it's specific to this business that I'm building and the sight lines that we give people and the connections that we're able to make. And if you tell me your dream, I will find you people to make that happen here whether it's people who are going to purchase that or or whether it's people whose dreams can align, we can sort of all work together to make that happen here. Like, 
Why are we outsourcing all of this stuff to bigger people when there are small people who look just like us right here trying to make it happen? Like, why do we keep doing that to ourselves? Well, guess what? Because y'all only got so many hours in the day and we want to make our dreams come true. And in order to do that, we've got to get it done. And so if we can just easily order off of Amazon or easily complete the customization on Etsy and Etsy's at least smaller, um, right? Then we don't have to take the time to connect all of those dots of who can do this. And there's already a formalized process. We don't have to have the Yahoo and Cray around and it can just get done already because for goodness sakes, I can't explain this to anyone else. I just need it done. I just need a product. I just need to be able to sell. And I get it. Totally. You're working. You're building a business. It is not easy. And so why make it harder? And this is what I'm saying. Like, in this instance, we make it easy. Easier. And we can connect you with people who can complete it. And we're building systems around making it more convenient. And from a shopper's perspective, you have the ability to connect with people in your community who are doing and building the things that you want, that you're maybe buying from Target right now, but that you could be stimulating your local economy and buying from these people. And we want to make that convenient for you. And on the business builder side, like, People are coming in with these beautiful dreams and they're saying, well, Hannah, I know maybe it's unrealistic, but I really want to write a book. And Hannah, I know maybe it's crazy because there's probably no one who could do that, but I want to do this. And Hannah, I have this thing, sort of this half, half baked idea, but do you know someone who could take it over the finish line so I can have this? And I, and, and the fact that in this short amount of time, I sort of, and they say that you, like, whatever your pain points are in life are the things that you're meant to go back and fix. Like, to have started this journey with this podcast and still very much be in that hateful dream, hate space but to be wanting to recover from that and to be here now knowing that like every day a new dream gets laid at my feet to help them figure out how to make it happen is like the world to me. If I could have imagined my best life, I couldn't have imagined what I'm doing now. I could only see a little piece of that. And I think about how long that journey took and how many ways I fell and considered never getting back up. That's not true. I really didn't. I was like, this is we're just going to keep moving forward. I don't know where we're going to go next, but we're going to keep moving forward. But to know that there were times where I stumbled and fell for a very long time because I just literally had no one. And I didn't know 
where to take this dream. And every time that I did take it to someone, they like ticked it around or they said that it wasn't worth doing or they like cut me down. And it was so painful and unproductive and like to know how true and meaningful and deep your dreams are and to know that I'm in a place now where people trust me with that is the greatest gift in life. Like people talk about the wildest things in their heart, maybe even things that they've never told the closest people in their lives. And they're like handing it over at my feet and they're saying, where do we go next? This is where my heart's on fire. What do I do now? And to know that so many people just need someone to believe in them and to figure out how we can put more believers on their path is like a beautiful full circle destiny that I could have never imagined getting to. And I am so grateful and bewildered by where I am today. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you support any creative that is doing work. And that's simple. Just comment, like, share, review things for them so they keep bringing their art into this world, changing it and making it a more beautiful place. You can do that with all of this work here. Feel free, share, review. I write and post every weekday just to help expand my own light in hopes that it helps expand others. And you can find me at hannahness.channel on all socials. Help follow and share and expand this work. And you can find all of my offerings and products at hannahness.channel as well. Change the world.